and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by this week's amazing guest. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. I've learned through decades of being a business coach, mother, and entrepreneur how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women I've worked with have given me insights and wisdom to share with you. This podcast is about being honest, vulnerable, and real about what we have seen and experienced. We would love to have you join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Schick-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, Sonia. So happy to be here. I love our conversations. Me too. And we get to finish our series today, which I think is really fun. It's the first time we've done a three-part series. Yeah. I've actually really enjoyed it because I often feel like we don't have enough time to get through all the things um, when we do have a topic. So this one's really given us time to kind of, yeah, really clearly pull all the threads a little bit more. Yeah, I love it. So we're going to keep doing this for a while. We're going to do some some other three-part series because I think, yeah, it's really good. It allows us to go deeper into a topic, which, you know, Laura and I love. Diving deep. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we've been talking about, and if you've missed the first and second episode, we've been talking about how do you sort of maintain your business in times where you have limited capacity? So, you know, obviously for in the States and in other countries, we're, you know, approaching that time of summer. And summer holidays is three months. So it's quite a significant chunk of time where you have responsibility for your kids or you're trying to find care for them. And it's just something you have to navigate a lot. Or maybe you've just got normal school holidays in a country like Australia, or maybe you just have limited capacity because of your own illnesses or ailments, or you're taking care of your parents, or you're taking care of your kids who might be sick. These kind of situations, they come up and they take a lot of our capacity and energy. And I think we should honor it, but we also have to learn how do we practically function? How do we practically, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of work in our business? And the first episode, we talked a lot about sort of the mindset the framework, how do we look at it? How do we see it? How do we give ourselves permission to, you know, minimize our efforts? And the second episode, we talked about some structure, like what are the things that we need to focus on during this time period? What's really important? And today we thought we would talk about momentum and energy. Um, I don't know about your experience, Laura, but I know I work with this so much with my clients. They they struggle with sort of um, having the momentum, right? So it often in business, it goes ups and downs. You know, we, we put all this momentum in in busy weeks when we have lots of capacity. And then as soon as we have no capacity, we like kill all the momentum. And then we've got to work really hard to get our momentum back. And it goes in these huge ups and downs. What do you think? Uh, agreed. And part of this is just the culture in which we live in loves to perpetuate, you know, the, what I call the work, work, work collapse model. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, we're working, we're doing it. We're in the hamster wheel. We're being productive. We're feeling so great. And then we just run out of energy. We just literally collapse because we haven't been creating a very sustainable momentum. We don't have a lot of rest, um, woven into the work, work, work. So 
I think this is a great, because we've really, we talked about the mindset that it takes in order to slow down or give ourselves permission to shift the energy around our business. Then we talked about practical ways, you know, to, to think about getting essential with the business, but then it takes energy to do all those things. To, to maintain the mindset, to keep clear, you know, on your goals and what's essential and um, kind of stay committed to that six hour, that 10 hour, whatever time that you did um, decide that you had to, to vote to your work during that time. Yeah. So this may be one of the most important pieces. Like how do you actually then sustain your energy around all of that? You guys, this is one of my favorite topics and one of the most important topics because we it, it is very systemic, right? We are in a place that teaches us in a world, a whole world that teaches us to push and go beyond our capacity and that you should just be able to tough it out. You should just be able to get it done. If you're a strong person, if you're a disciplined person, if you're a tough person, you'll just get it done. You know, and I think this whole system is perpetuating a myth that is killing us, right? I mean, mm-hmm. having worked with so many women in business, having been entrenched in that, you know, sort of arena, what I have learned is that so many women have been burnt out, are burnt out, are approaching burnt out. Like it mm-hmm. is a, it is an epidemic. And we are not able to support people in the way that we want, whether it's our clients, our friends, our family. Like we, there is a limited amount of capacity. Like it would, it's great to wish that we had more energy and more momentum, but like we are human and we have a limited capacity and understanding our energy, because that's the other thing is everyone is very different. So understanding your unique energy is imperative. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's true. It's, it's not a one size fits all. So we're not going to have a perfect formula for everybody's Mm -hmm. body, everyone's life. Yet the most important thing is observing your energy and starting to become aware what fuels you and really puts that gas in the tank, like what keeps you going and then where those energy leaks, like what really is leaking out all over the place or even just like what pulls at you. Um, and this is something we have talked about on previous episodes is like energy management and it starts with awareness. And I, you know, am so I still am surprised because it is so systemic, we're in the habit of ignoring the body cues. And so when I ask clients, you know, what do you feel like really helps your energy go and like what's depleting you? People are often stumped. They're just like, um, I don't know, you know, like I I have to think about that because they're not even in that mindset because they're just doing what they've felt they've been taught to do or modeled, you know, it's just like, well, it's because I have to do it. I have to run my business or I have to take care of my kids. Like there's no choice in that. Like, yeah, there may not be choice. Like you may be up against the wall with certain responsibilities, but we can choose how we navigate that and how mindful we are about our body and what our energy levels need and if we need to rest and yeah. 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 Look, it is so important that we start to understand how we operate. And, you know, like if you're an extrovert versus an introvert Mm -hmm. or you're an empath or there's all these sort of like terms we can use and classifications we can use, but it's really about understanding where do we lose energy? Where do we gain energy? Like, like for me, I need significant time outside of being with people to, to function. And most people think I'm quite extrovert 
extroverted because I can talk, I can speak, I can do a podcast, I can get up in front of a thousand people, but that has a cost for me. Mm -hmm. And so I have to, on the other side of that, be able to have the space and time to function. Otherwise, when I get burnt out, I'm no longer effective on any level right? Like none of us are. And I think, you know, it's really important to even understand what that means. You know, what does it mean um, to manage our energy? How do we operate our energy? And so I think it's, you know, it's just, it's interesting to explore it for yourself. And then, you know, sort of the framework we want to have today on it is how do you create sort of a minimal momentum, you know, because one of the most dangerous things in business is to have like a high and low momentum, which is what most people have. So they go, you know, they go really, really high, 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 all their capacity, everything, go, 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 and then burn out in nothing. And what happens is every time we have to pick back up our momentum, it takes, you know, twice as much energy or even 10 times as much energy to get that momentum back up. Whereas if we maintained Mm -hmm. a momentum, it's so much better, you know, energy. So what happens is, you know, oftentimes I tell people is just maintain a minimal consistent momentum every week, a year round in your business, minimal. And then when you have extra energy, awesome, you know, push that (laughs) extra energy up and do it. But you just know that you sort of have this minimal momentum that's very consistent. And that consistency is key. And I think sometimes we, you know, we, we don't really see the consistency or we don't value the consistency. You know, we're just giving 110%, all of us, especially as women. But that consistency is really important. And so that's why I want to kind of focus on today and look at, like, how do yeah. we kind of have some minimal momentum? How do we keep that consistency even in times when we have very little time? Yes, exactly. And, you know, I think that consistency is really important. And sometimes it's not equal time, like, allocation where, so if you're working, 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 collapsing, that's like the old model and the predominant one, um, then that we know that that one has serious ramifications because once you collapse, it can take a lot of energy to get back up. So like you were saying, kind of keeping that minimum. Um, And that can actually look like work, work, rest, work, work, rest. It doesn't have to be work, rest, work, rest, work, rest. You know, people make the mistake when they think about work-life balance is like equal time allocation. Like I'm going to have this perfect amount a balance of work and life, and it's going to be equal. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, it's about learning how it, you know, if you've got a lot of work that's got to get done, where are you fitting in that rest before it gets to the clap? So you're being more consistent and keeping that energy up. Or if you're going into summer and you know that you want to commit your down your summer to more downtime, then how do you look at like rest, 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 work? And I'm super productive during that work focus. So do you have childcare? Are you communicating to people that this is your work time and like you're you've got fierce boundaries around it? Because yeah. as soon as it's done, you're gonna rest and you're gonna rest and you're gonna rest. You know, it's like then that's also a way that work becomes more productive because you're owning the boundaries around rest or you're owning the boundaries around work and then resting to repair to what's that word? Recover. Athletes, they use that word a lot in training. It's like, well, you can't keep pushing the body if there's no recovery time. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, thinking of it in those ways. 
Yes. And you guys, it really is so important that you have that balance, the balance of space and recovery, the balance of effort and, and production. And that's the masculine and feminine. And, and the more feminine you are naturally, the more space and rest and relaxation and recovery you're going to need. And I think that's really hard sometimes in business because it's not what we're taught because business mm -hmm. is very masculine dominated. A lot of my clients are surprised when I'm talking to them, you know, about how it's actually more important that they have self-care than they have sales, you know, and not that they don't want sales as well. Again, there's a balance, yeah. but you know, you've really got to balance those two things where you have the in-breath and the out-breath, right? We don't have it to where we're out-breath, 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 out-breath. And then, you know, finally when we have no more breath, we're you know taking an in-breath. I mean, that's sort of yes. how we're functioning in the world. Yes, but, that is exactly how we're functioning. Yeah. And, you know, we're, and we're getting out of breath, obviously, mm -hmm. and we're, you know, collapsing. But I think, you know, it's really important to recognize that there's a balance. We have an in-breath and an out-breath in our business, an in-breath and an out-breath in our life. We, you absolutely need that and just build it in. And, yeah. you know, I think it comes back to some of that permission we've talked about. It's, you know, permission to build it in. Yeah. And so... Let's talk about this. Let's approach this on a couple of different places. I, I thought it would be cool to to look at some things to look at so that you, first you just understand your momentum. Because in order to discern how to do minimal momentum in your business, you kind of have to understand momentum. And you kind of have to understand your energy and what drains you and what, you know, excites you and what gives you energy, what takes energy away. So let's talk about from a couple different perspectives. I think noticing how your energy flows is really important. So this is that observing that we were talking about earlier. Being able to look at it and say, yeah, um, am I, you know, energized in the morning? Am I energized at night? Mm -hmm. You know, another thing that a lot of women in my um, com community look at and in my group is they look at monthly cycles. Like they mm -hmm. know that the week of their period, the week before their period, or the week after their period, whatever their cycle is, they're going to be more it's exhausted. They're going <laughs> to yeah, they're going to have women. We need two weeks usually somewhere yeah. in there. It's exactly. not just one. Yeah. And so we're going to have less capacity. And, you know, it all depends on who you are. But I think, you know, again, noticing how your natural energy flows, what times of year, right? You know, things where we, there's certain times of year where we're more drained, certain times of year where we have more energy. Um, is there people in our lives that drain us or energize us? Is there activities that we do that drain us or energize us? Is there situations? So, you know, these are all things, if we understand more about them, then we can make different choices. For instance, I can choose that during the summer, because I have minimal capacity, I am going to basically not be around anyone that drains me. Like, it's just, I'm taking a vacation from drainers. And that way, I'm going to preserve the little capacity that I have. You know, that's just one example. What do you think, Laura? I love it. I love it. You're like, there's a boundary. There's no draining energy, people. Um, and and that takes, it takes uh, like that commitment to say, I need that and I'm going to do that. Because if we don't, you're letting possibly people come into your life, you know, that are just like, oh yeah, I guess we'll hang out with them and we'll have the, you know, spend holiday time together. And you're like, oh, those are energy drainers. So yeah. I really love like the, the thought around what fuels me, what trains me, being more, I guess, curious about what is mm. your momentum supports, like what supports your momentum in your life? What are those things, you know? Um, yeah. I'd say for everyone, and I have to do the PSA on sleep, is that we all need sleep. Um, <sighs> the average person I know in the United States is only getting six hours. Guess what, people? We're adults, yes. We still need 
eight. <laughs> we still need actually eight to nine hours, especially entrepreneurs. Um, I think we forget this because the entrepreneurial culture is very much about, you know, um, sleep deprivation. We're like a badge. Mm. Um, we're creatives. But because we are creating from new ideas, like there's a lot of momentum, a lot of energy that, that takes to create. So don't forget the importance of sleep. Um, everyone's different. You might actually be fine when you're on that, you know, six to eight hour cusp and other people are going to be eight to 10 hour cusp and like knowing where you are in that space to just be like, am I sleeping? Am I getting enough sleep? What kind of food do you need to fuel your body? Yeah. You know, right. what, right? What are you just surrounding yourself with? And if you're going into the summer and you have a lot of kids at home and you feel like you don't even know how you're going to keep up with like hungry teenagers or whatever, like think ahead of how could you get creative with that? What kind of support could you bring in? Or do you need to hire help? Or do you need to like have Sundays where the, all the kids, you know, put things in the freezer together, you know? Yeah. Like, so those are just some of the essentials to think about momentum is like, how are you going to fuel your body with food and what, how much sleep are you going to be yes. getting? Look, sleep is really important. And so just even like when you have minimal capacity, just even saying, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed at nine every night. Like, mm -hmm. and just doing that little, little tiny thing or yeah, eating right. I mean, so often we're eating because we're running around and we're just grabbing food and we're doing whatever. And a lot of times it's food that doesn't serve us or it's food that we know we shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And then our energy tanks at three o'clock mm -hmm. or we're having too much coffee. There's a whole lot of things we do, right? Or I even tell my clients, minimize alcohol. Like yeah. alcohol is one of those things that, you know, it messes with your momentum and energy. It just does like, you know, sorry if anybody's offended by it, but you know, it's just like legitimately, you know, oftentimes we stay up later when we're on alcohol, you know, then we wake up in the morning, we're not quite feeling ourselves. So then we have less momentum, but we're more exhausted during the day. And so when you have a limited capacity, you just don't want to take away, you know, the little bit that you have. And so that energy is so precious. Yes. And so, you know, you minimize alcohol or if exercise is one of those things that like gosh, the days you do exercise, you know you have so much energy and you're so much better, then make it a priority. Put it into your schedule every day. Do whatever it takes. You know, it's it's being able to frame this time period as, okay, I want to keep my momentum and energy. I want to get the most capacity out of what I do have in time. And so it's really, really taking care of yourself. And yeah. so often, you know, we put that aside, but we don't recognize how important it is. Yeah. Yes. And we kind of, it, it feels a little bit paradoxical that, you know, it's like, but I got, I need, I have a short amount of time. And so I got to get all yeah. this done. So you just want to do more. But the actual remedy for that is to really focus on where your moments that you're doing less, that you're sleeping, that you're being mindful, that you're meditating, that you're eating mindfully. Like any of those things can feel like I'm wasting time because I've got to get to it. But you yeah. won't have any energy to get up and go if you're not being really allegiant, you know. And I love that, like, one of our um, friends, uh, shared friends, work-life balance expert, Renee Trudeau, calls it um, radical self-care. Yeah. And I like calling it radical because in this day and time, it can be a radical act to actually say, I am protecting my time and my energy. Yes. And so I think that that yes. is something, just a little reminder that it's not always easy to protect these times, it's not always easy to slow down. It can feel like it's exactly the opposite of what you need to be doing because you're like, oh, I've got to get this and this done and, you know. 
Yeah, but just totally. breathe and slow down if you're going to moment, if you're going to be able to maintain it. Yeah. And I think, you know, that kind of also ties into, you know, during these time periods where you have a more limited capacity, you really also need to learn to say no. You need to learn to set much more clear and better boundaries all around, whether that's with family, whether that's with people in your life or friends, whether that's with your clients. You know, same with, you know, sometimes I tell people, take on the easiest clients. If you only have a minimal time period and you only have, you know, this these small windows of time to work with people, then take on the easiest ones. Take on the ones that are the biggest fit. Take on the ones that are the most value. Don't take on the ones that you could take on, but that you know are going to be energy draining, that they're going to be hard to work with. You know, and we all make those mistakes. Oh, we need a whole episode on like knowing (laughs) those clients because you you know it. You're like in scheduling with them, and you're just like you'll start to feel it, and you're like, uh oh, this is going to be a lot of energy. (laughs) And so, just saying to that person, I have openings in about two months. You know, yeah. Um, But I think that's a really good thing. Just give yourself permission to work with the people that are just an easier fit that are maybe more resourced. Maybe they're not in crisis. You know, so I'm. You know, people are great in. They, you may even be a great fit for them and their personality, but it's just that they've got a lot going on. I mean, for instance, as a private practice therapist, one of the reasons I left agency work is because I was a single mom with a young child, and it was just getting harder and harder for me to maintain my momentum in crisis environments every day, where my clients were facing deportation, where they were facing hospitalization, where they were in really serious predicaments around societal and familial violence. That's my advocacy work. I've committed years of my life to it. But I did have to get to a place in my, like, with my child being young and being a single mom that was like, you know what? I don't have the capacity to be at that level of support. And I need to work with some clients that are more resourced, that are, you know, out of the crisis, they're doing better. And I can, I have the energy to work with them right now. And maybe later when my kids are older, I can go back to more of the crisis work. But that's the kind of the mindset and the the perspective that you have to have. It's like, what am I capable of working with during this time and only have those clients on your roster, so to speak, in that moment? Yeah. And look, I mean, this is actually the framework I have 24-7 for all my clients. Because the thing is, I'm really focused on momentum 100% of the time in everything that I teach and look at because we are so prone as women to burnout. I think we have to be looking at momentum and managing our energy in everything we decide around our business. So in my opinion, you should just never take on those draining clients ever. If they come to you and you feel like they're not a good fit, I'm like, just say no. Just let them know they're not a good fit. Like, just tell them, you you know, you don't feel like you're the best one to help them. Like, actually turn them down. And you guys, we all know when we hit someone that we're like, oh, I just feel a bit worried about them. I'm just afraid that they might be hard to deal with. Okay, that's a sign. Just say no. And I've even had my clients where they say yes. And then they come back to me and they're like, ah, I don't know about this client. And I'm like, okay, well, let them know they're a bad fit and just turn them down now. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, oh, can I do that? I'm like, yeah, do it now before you take them, like before you actually start working with them. And it's much more complicated. And so I've had people that go back to their client and they're like, you know, look, I feel like based on what's happened just in the very beginning, we're not a good fit. I'll refund you the money that you paid. And, you know, and I think you'll be able to find someone better to serve you. Like that's yes. amazing, right? It is amazing. And it's honest. And people are going to yeah. feel that. Like they're going to feel that you're an integrity when you come to that. Be like, I don't think yeah. that I'm the person to best serve you. And yeah. often we're really, you know, women where we want to accommodate, we want to make 
you know, make sure that person's getting what they need. But just remember, you're not the only person that's in the world serving those needs out there. Just refer, you know, have a good referral list and just be like, these are the people that I think you might want to consider, you know. Um, So that whole saying no and just setting boundaries is just, it's so important for women in business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that it's really... I don't know. It's one like of all my, when when my clients complain about like what's some of their biggest stressors, Mm. it's really up at the top, like their inability to set appropriate boundaries, taking on too much, taking on like entrepreneurs or just professional career track, you know, like saying yes to that extra promotion because, you know, you don't know if it's going to come back around again, but you really don't have time to take it all on. And, you know, as women, we're, we feel like we just have to kind of like, say yes to whatever. You can also renegotiate that. Like you can yeah. say, yeah, I'd love that promotion, but that means that I'm going to need to work remotely on Fridays. You know, yep. can we go ahead and add those extra responsibilities, which I'm happy to meet, but I need to be doing that remotely, you know? Yep. And just remembering you have that ability um, to negotiate and not just be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> and you guys, during these time periods, you know, we really do – you know, during these time periods, we really do have to uh, minimize what we're doing, learn to say no, and set boundaries. And in a way, we have permission, right? Because we can say, look, I'm navigating this situation right now, whether it's summer holidays, whether it's, you know, my ailing parents, whatever, and I, I just have minimal time and I can't take on that project right now, or, you know, I don't feel like we're a good fit, or there's all these ways that you can then have permission. It's really interesting because sometimes what happens, because I have a lot of different clients who are navigating certain situations, I think because because I teach so much about momentum and managing energy and actually, you know, sort of doing your business with minimal effort. I think I attract a lot of people who are sort of navigating tough situations. And so, you know, sometimes they have such limited time to put towards their business. And when I focus them and when I show them what they need to put minimal amount of time on and attention, then they're like, wow, I never knew I could create so much in such little time. You know, it's like they're shocked that they're like, well, I only have two hours a week, yet I'm having sales and I'm getting clients. And like, how is that happening? And not to say that, you know, building a business takes two hours a week, okay? Because that's not realistic. But, you know, sometimes- four-hour work week is out there, though. (laughs) Yes, and I'm not supporting that. But (laughs) what does happen is when you have the proper structures in place, when you've learned the proper skills, when you're focusing on the right things, which is what my whole system teaches, then you're really- able to run your business with minimal effort. And so when you have to come to these times, when you have, you know, sort of minimal time periods, you're able to do it in a way that's effective and that gets results and that allows you to continue to make some money continue to keep your business going, but not put very much time in it. Now, some people, that's all they want. They just, that like that, they're happy with that for the rest of their lives. And some people want to grow their business more, whichever, you know, is fine. But I think we have to get honest about what our capacity is and, you know, what we have time for. Yes. And that is something we have to be okay with. Don't yeah. wait for permission yeah. from other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to tell you that that's okay. Like really owning it for yourself. And this again comes back to what we said at the beginning of this conversation is knowing yourself. knowing really what is the formula for you being able to maintain your momentum. Where can you say yes? And where do you just absolutely have non-negotiables? I think it's actually important in a time in which things are very um, minimized, like your time is really minimized for 
medical emergency summer Mm -hmm. is to really get clear about, we talked about last time, essentials in business. So personally, your essentials are basically your non-negotiables. Like I will not tolerate toxic people or those that drain me. I will not, you know, take on um, extra responsibilities right now that don't light my fire, don't light me up. Or, you know, it's like, what are your non-negotiables? I will not get less than eight hours of sleep. You know, I'm not going to drink on these particular days that are right before my six hours that I've devoted to work. You know, it's just like, what are those non-negotiables that are your personal ability to maintain your momentum? Yes. Yes. So true. And I think that brings us to something that I sort of talk about a lot, which is, you know, I think it's better to focus on minimal momentum for consistency rather than maximum effort towards exhaustion. Ooh, good. Yeah. And let's talk about what I mean by that, because, you know, so often what we're trying to do is, you know, as we talked about a little bit earlier, is take that maximum effort. Like, let's just put every single thing we have, the maximum we can give today, and that leads towards exhaustion, instead of just really focusing on what is sort of the minimal that I can actually be consistent with. And that gets Mm. back into that consistency. So, you know, how do we actually do that, though, Right. I think that's the interesting part that we have to explore is, you know, what are the ways that we can start to look at how do I have minimal consistency? And a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, but but I have a different kind of week each week. And some weeks I have this many hours and some weeks I have this many hours. And I said, so if you were average it, like what is the minimal you could commit to every single week? And I mean, realistically. And sometimes for most people that can be anywhere from two to 10 hours, right? That's Mm -hmm. what I can commit to. I know even in the summer, I can ask my partner to watch my child or I can get a babysitter for two hours or I can do a camp for two hours or whatever it is, you know, that what is sort of the minimal that I can commit to, that's where it starts. And I think that's really important because when we can look at that, then we can work with it. If we can say, yes, during the summer, I'm literally only going to have four hours a week and that's it. Okay, cool. Then what do we need to focus on in those four hours? Where does my attention need to go? Where does my energy need to go? And how can I manage that effectively? Yes, yes. And kind of knowing like what are going to be the trigger emotions that would cause you to overdo and not be able to stay in that. So this is what I think is like people create this plan. Yeah. And then they're kind of like planning for this scenario in which there's not going to be any real life stressors, you know? So like in a perfect world, I'm going to do this. And then these things happen. So like the emotional pieces, what are the emotions that come up in you that cause you to overcommit, to overdo, to overextend? To overfunction. Yep. It's all about the over. Yes. Okay. So, like, <laughs> what's that emotion? And usually it's fear of something, fear yeah. of letting other people down, fear yeah. that you're going to become invisible in your business, that you're going to fail, that no one's going to ever book with you again, whatever, like fear of loss, something. Yeah. Um, or just a, like a complete sense of, it's like fear is pretty much the core one because I'm like fear is also yeah. sadness. Fear is also, um, you know, there's there can be even like when anger comes up. The interesting thing about anger is anger is a boundary. Yeah. Like when you feel angry, it's because you need to be set in a boundary. Yeah. And so if you keep saying yes and then you're yelling at your kids, yep. <laughs> it's because you didn't hold a boundary in your yep. business that you needed to That's hold. That's good. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like so good. thinking about what are your triggers, what's going to make you like feel like you have to overcommit. And then you notice like, oh gosh, there's that fear. And how do you then take some self-care or just the awareness? Like how do you emotionally kind of coach yourself through those emotional moments so that you then say, yep, and my minimal is this and I'm sticking to it instead of yeah. finding yourself like weeks later you're in this weird spot where you're like, this is not at all the minimum plan that I had. I'm totally yeah. overcommitted now and overfunctioning for everybody in my household. Yeah. Look, oh, so good. Because I think that awareness, and it's and you guys, this is a skill. It's a skill you build. Like it's not easy. We're talking about very unconscious triggers, very unconscious patterns. I mean, I consider myself a fairly conscious person. Like I can see my triggers. I can see things. And yeah, I still find I have these certain triggers that like – I go into my masculine and I start like really over-functioning. And it takes me sometimes a day or two to catch it. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like all of a sudden the last two days, I'm like really in my masculine. I've been more harsh than usual. I'm like a little bit more aggressive. I'm feeling a bit more stressed out. Okay, something was triggered two days ago when I started this whole process. And so it's like sometimes it takes us a few days to catch on, even when we're super aware. And it's like, okay, yes, okay, something's happened. And and then if we can take that time to then explore it and, and start to become more aware. Yeah, that's really good and really important. And one of the other things that I think is really important around this topic and momentum and emotions is that when we mess up, when something happens, when we're not able to accomplish our plan or goal, you know, one of the things that tanks our momentum a lot is beating ourselves up for it, right? Because then like, okay, so we didn't get everything we wanted to get on this week. Oh, well, move on. So, you know, like if we could just do that, then we can focus the rest of our attention and the rest of the capacity that we have on being more productive or putting that minimal effort forward. But what often tanks our energy is that we start beating ourselves up, we make ourselves wrong, we start judging ourselves, and then our momentum sinks really, really low. And it's hard to get the momentum back up after that. So I always tell people that, you know, when you have a problem with sort of momentum dipping down a lot and then struggling to get back up. The first thing I look at is how often are you beating yourself up? What are you doing to judge yourself? Like how much are you allowing yourself and are just appreciating everything that's happened and be like, yep, that was, that happened. That's okay. Like, you know, are you able to sort of be like, okay, well, that sucked. (laughs) That week didn't work out. Okay. I have next week. The more Mm -hmm. you can work on being neutral, being appreciative of everything that happens, just allowing it to be the more momentum you're going to have for the future rather than tanking yourself and making it really, really hard to get back up again. Such a good point. In that whole tanking and what you're talking about, you know, from a biological point of view is just cortisol roller coaster, adrenaline roller coaster. So like that critical voice coming in, it's just like sending all the stress hormones all flooding through your body. And those are only exhausting. They're not going to feed you. They're not going to help you feel better. So when you notice, like you said, just that you're doing that to yourself to kind of stop and be like, okay, reset button here for a minute. And how do I come back into compassion and grace? I still, hands down, if you ask me, what is your like most important thing that you need to know about being an entrepreneur? I'm going to say develop self-compassion. Yeah. Superpower. Like the yeah. ability to be self-compassionate. And also, if you are developing that, it leads to compassion for others because 
it's yeah. often easier for, for women, even though like, I'm so compassionate and it's like, yeah, towards other people. Um, and they feel selfish, like focusing on themselves, but that is actually how you even strengthen your compassion for other people. Um, yeah. and that love for self. And so I think yeah. that that is, I mean, you know, and one thing you've, you shared a long time ago, I feel like episodes ago, <laughs> um, was like how on a ca- on the calendar when you see those things that aren't done instead of judging yourself you know you just simply click and move over you know yeah. just like into the next week because yeah. it there's time like and if something if yeah. it was something that you had made an agreement then you just have to let that person know hey something came up i haven't completed this i'm moving it to my ca- calendar next week this is what you yeah. can expect we can always renegotiate you know yes. if we're clear but that's so what I important. I still remember that I'm like I remember yeah. Sonia's just like move it so <laughs> yeah. just move it over Look, I mean I'll be really really uh, you know sort of transparent here I never get my to-do list done not ever <laughs> like I never get my check like in a day and you guys I spend at least five minutes every single morning going through my priorities going through my to-do list and it's one of the reasons why I prioritize because I know my, like the top three things are the only things that are going to get done yeah and the rest are going to move over yeah. so if I don't prioritize every single day I'm not going to get the most important things done. Yeah. Like, you know, it just is. And and I can't judge myself for it. It's like, mm-hmm. I did what I could. I gave what I could. You know, that's yeah. it. And then moving <laughs> on. That's and right. Moving on. I love it. That's so great. Well, look, I hope that, you know, I guess, you know, for me, the key takeaway sort of from this whole series is really, you know, being able to give yourself permission to shift and change your business momentum and your energy and your efforts when you get to a place where you have minimal capacity. It's being honest about what you actually have to give to your business so that you can plan and appropriate your energies properly. I think that is the most important thing. What do you think, Laura? What's your great takeaway from the series? Yes. I just love that we've had three different times to episodes to, to talk about this. And my takeaway is, yes, be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Do so much self-care around those yeah. needs. So be honest with what do you need in order yeah. for whatever to occur, however you yeah. need to minimize things. And then really have grace and have compassion for yourself and hold those boundaries and just be clear around other people um, that this is what is happening and this is why. And they're going to appreciate like seeing you hold that value and you're going to benefit from just giving yourself this permission. Yeah, so true. So true. And then the other last thing I would say is being able to find that minimal consistency is really key. Yeah, we need to underline that one. Like, yeah. Yep. Minimal consistency. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, look, we're so glad you were able to join us. Hopefully you've listened to the whole series. If not, go back and listen to part one and part two. This is part three. And, um, and we've got some exciting series planned ahead. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a 
review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We're so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.